What's up? This is a Single Tree Podcast, episode number 21. Today we're going to talk about our moves toward security to achieve a sense of peace and security in our lives. I'm Joel. And I'm Brandon. Good morning. Nice to, uh, nice to have you with us today. Yeah. Yeah, how is everybody doing? We never get to hear about you, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to hear from you. Yeah. If you want to send us a note or, you know, just let us ha- know how you're doing. That'd be great. Maybe we're doing too good of a job in our podcast. <laughs> Everyone's so completely content that they don't have anything to say. Yeah. Or it could be that they're very confused. <laughs> they have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Either way. We do this every week. Either way, <laughs> we just keep talking. <laughs> and thank you for listening. Thank yeah. you for listening today, anyway. Um, how are you doing today, Brandon? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm ready for the weather to change. But other than yeah. that, you know, still rather cold and windy. Dancing through the day today, I guess. Dancing through the day. Someday spring will come. Mm-hmm. You can dance out outside in your shorts and flip-flops that's right that's what i'm looking forward to oh okay so last last episode we talked about separateness and togetherness how how people fight a lot of times for togetherness they they either um fight for their acceptance or connection with other people or they or they fight to be an individual they fight to be separate because they don't want to lose their separateness or their individuality by being maybe too connected in a relationship and you were you were talking about how um you know really we can't lose our separateness our uniqueness our selfhood um and we also are always connected even when we don't feel that we are mm-hmm. um, we're just not maybe aware of it or experiencing it in some way but we don't really lose our connectedness with others or with um, existence itself and so uh, yeah and you were also talking about just using solitude or or some other method to be connected with the beingness on a deeper level Mm -hmm. and then we had this conversation later where you were talking about how that's all it's all anybody wants is just to be connected. Yeah, my, my, I was listening to the podcast and I don't know what it was. I mean, it just, it's almost like an aha moment, right? But it was an aha times, you know, a hundred. It was a big aha. <laughs> Um, you had a you had an aha moment. I did for sure, and I went on a texting rampage with you and <laughs> was telling you everything about it. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just kind of after listening to the podcast and thinking about you know what we were discussing. It's it's kind of what we're all after. It's just this sense of you can use a hundred different words. <laughs> you can call it beingness. You can call it peace. You can call it presence or whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? But that's... That's that's the drive in us all. It's to... to be... Have a, have a deeper experience of that you know what I mean and some of us are having that experience on maybe different levels and doing it in different ways for some it's you know um, having children or farming or changing jobs or doing this or you know dressing a certain way and or some are doing it by being quiet and meditating and reading and doing art it's there's so many different manifestations of how we're all trying to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And trying to achieve peace. Right. And just 
be deeper in, in into that into that beingness you know and one of the things that really just popped out for me when I was listening to the podcast is it's almost like that's just what creates so much or, or maybe all I don't know of conflict in the world is that we're all after the same thing in infinite different ways hmm. but when we hold so tightly to our ways you know and it rubs up against someone else then I'm under the illusion that Joel if if your way of 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 being starts to compromise mine then I have to either get closer to you or pull away from you and basically it, all of that is just an, an effort to keep and maintain my beingness or protect it but beingness doesn't ever go away you don't need to protect it it's mm -hmm. all you are anyways ever mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah so you're talking talking last time about how people fight for togetherness or they fight for separateness to sort of achieve achieve a sense of security or or value even or um, what you're calling beingness um, and then the, the ways that they do that sometimes uh, or just or just they're fighting for it then comes into conflict with other people who are fighting for just the same thing right and the more fragile you're the well, the less rooted you are in your beingness, which you can't not be rooted in because that's just what you are. But the more superficial your sense of beingness is, the more fragile it becomes, and the more it depends on all of these different ways or concepts or avenues to try to get it or protect it. But all of that is. Mm -hmm kind of uh, like you know it's kind of an illusion mm -hmm. so we'll talk about um, later maybe some of those layers that cover up our ability to to be connected with the the beingness at a deep level and and maybe even some of the practices that you can utilize to to get to that place where you're more rooted in it like you're saying but um, let's talk about just first of all, how this manifests itself in our lives over the lifespan. You know, at the beginning, um, when you're just an infant, uh, you know, you, you start seeking out um, care. You start seeking out maybe a higher mind, uh, a more developed mind, typically your, your mother um, or whoever your caregiver is um, when, you're, when you're an infant. Um, and the goal is to be connected and it's to um, have some sense of security. You could say peace. Um, and that is, you know, in, in the attachment theory, we, we start to talk about, you know, these moves toward the caregiver for proximity. And that's, you know, for, for care, just for food and stuff like that. But it's also just for... Um, self-regulation right you're just moving toward your caregiver um, so that you can experience security belongingness a sense of peace right and right. and you know it's emotion regulation mm. but also just regulation of um, the other drives that we have for you know to eat and um, things like that and, and just to have connection um, and uh, so there's that there's that those moves toward togetherness toward connection that help us self-regulate right and so and then maybe part of what you're saying is that those moves to achieve a sense of peace and security never really stop no they just change form sure it just becomes Yeah, the, the, the ways just become 
more, you know, that we just develop more ways of trying to do that Yeah. as we get older, you know what I mean? And accrue more programs and ideas or concepts about ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're also trying to, you know, as you, as you look for security in another human being, a, a more developed mind, it, you know, we've talked about how um, you're seeking for that person to kind of tell you who you are, to, to gain a sense of identity, right? And then you, over your, your lifetime, you, you um, develop all these ideas about what it means to be valuable, which we've talked about in more recent podcasts. Um, and that's a, that's a way that we find security too, right? Is, is by defining our identity and, or value in a certain way, in a certain context, right? It could be a social context, could be the context of your family. Um, it could just be the context of society in general. Uh, but you're just seeking security that comes from autonomy or, you know, independence or, or just, um, yeah, what it means to be, to be valuable, to have, to have a sense of identity within yourself, right? Um, but ultimately, we're all just seeking a maybe a deeper security in the beingness itself, right? I mean, that's what I think at this moment in time. Okay. That I really... Podcast over. Right. <laughs> it, it's just... It, it's just kind of what... It, that's how I see it. I don't know mm-hmm. whether it's... Well, true or not or whatever, but it's it just makes so much sense to me. You know what I mean? The sure. the beingness or our sense of I or sense of I am is just like that's the fundamental drive of everything that humans are doing. Yeah. Well, so I I think we should talk maybe about the difference between and maybe difference isn't the right word here but the the uh the the move from trying to find security in in human relationships um with others or just in the social context um and maybe finding a a deeper sense of beingness or connection with something other than just other people to give you a sense of beingness or security, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you kind of, first of all, th- seek that out from your parents or your, or your caregivers when you're younger. Um, typically, people transition to try to trying to find identity or security, like in a partner. Um, could be, you know, with friends in a, in a social context that's a little bit larger than family. Um, but ultimately, you know, we only find a limited sense of security in those relationships with other people. Do you think that's true? I, I, I couldn't agree more. And you know, when you suggested talking about what that looks like over over the arc of a person's life, it it really is interesting in how it's pretty similar for for a lot of people. We we start out with one thing that from our parents right and then when we approach a certain age or development our friends become super important right mm-hmm. and then we go through an arc of that and then our li- uh, of our lives and then romantic relationships become important right mm-hmm. and then around our 20s or 30s that's where we start having you know sometimes we can have difficulty with the romantic relationships because we're kind of we can be presented with the opportunity to say wow what what i thought this love relationship was or could do for me Mm -hmm. is not doing it and now i'm in crisis Mm -hmm. (laughs) right it does happen (laughs) yeah sure and so that's what the cycle shows us is that you know our the human relationship is a kind of our go-to for 
regulating ourselves and experiencing maybe a deeper sense of this of this beingness and it it helps us until we're engaged with with that long enough to where we have this we're basically realizing that it has helped us until we've gotten to a certain level of awareness where we're like but it isn't helping us now yeah or or it's limited in a way that i still want we become aware mm -hmm. that it 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 is it is rich and invaluable in all of these different ways but there's still this depth that it's not hitting and we have to engage in those relationships fully and for a time and then we we get to a point where yeah we're like there's there's not this depth being hit that doesn't mean you make the relationship go away but it out of that awareness does give us the opportunity to say well okay if it's not in the arc of my life if it's not been my parents or my brothers and sisters or my friends or my lover that can do this what is my awareness showing me my awareness is showing me that it's something is it's something that no one can give me i'm realizing something on a certain level that Mm -hmm nobody can give me and no person right mm-hmm. and no I one ha- no one person or mm-hmm. even no all one, the people exactly and they may do it in certain ways that are important but not on this level that i'm wanting and what then you're faced with what do i do well how do i how do i go deeper into that because apparently if no one else is going to do this on the level that I need, I'm going to have to learn to do it for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you just discover that those relationships are not enough. E- even, you know, there's people who, who struggle a lot with, um, I think all of us do in some ways, just struggle with the, you know, not feeling good enough or not feeling accepted. Like we've talked about this struggle with self-worth and, you know, they will, we, we will often say, you know, um, basically we want to be accepted by everyone, right? We, you know, or we want to be liked, right? Or we don't want to, um, offend anyone or, or something like that. Cause then, you know, if everyone can be, um, hold us in high regard, then that's when we have made ourselves valuable. Um, but that's not even actually true. Mm-mm. Just, just having the esteem of everyone doesn't achieve really this deeper sense of beingness or belongingness that we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, that's so much of like one of the basic left lessons. I think life has to offer is it presents us with all of this stuff that we can like grab a hold to and love and covet and cherish. And then what happens is that after, after a while, when we have it, we're, we're like, okay, this, is is valuable in this way and very meaningful but there's still this it's not enough right there's still this depth that that i'm you're i'm wanting to actualize or realize Uh there's there's something Mm -hmm. and i i think about how just so true that has been in my life and i think for a lot of for a long time that grasping caused a lot of pain or I even judge myself for it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you're just never satisfied. But what I'm starting to realize is, wow, I'm actually grateful for that experience mm-hmm. that this not enough or nothing's going to do it because it's helped me mm-hmm. realize this beingness that it's quenched this thirst that I've always had. I don't know, you know, and, Mm-hmm. it's helped me go deeper into that and not have to grasp so hard or, or you know it's yeah at, at the other things that make you feel secure yeah. you, don't, you don't grasp so hard at those and it's not that you have to let go of your family or your partner or anything no. like that um, it actually makes it richer it actually makes it better those relationships um so that's not, you know, what we're suggesting. It's, it's more um, just that maybe there is something deeper. And and one of the ways it makes your 
human relationships better is just that um, you stop expecting so much from them mm -hmm. or demanding so much upon them um, that they give you a sense of security. So. Yeah. It, that can be a really painful thing to face or reconcile is, is this realization that nothing is going to give you what you're wanting on that 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 depth but mm -hmm. you because mm -hmm. you are it mm -hmm. that's scary yeah so you're saying you you can give it to yourself or you can discover it yourself at least but what is it on the like on a deeper level that you feel like you connect with that does give you a sense of security in a real way or on that deeper level I, I mean I just use the word beingness because that's mm -hmm. that's that's the that's the word mm -hmm. that I connect with the most I also connect with the word presence mm -hmm. just as much but sure it's um It's just that I think it's a deeper sense of of completion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really big. I think of beingness is good. I think uh, I think of presence. Mm -hmm. You could use the word God. Sure, some people use that to describe that um, deeper sense of presence or beingness, existence. Absolutely. There's another word that you could use. And we don't yeah. want to get too caught up in the words here. No, because you can use so many. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, we're just, I mean, we are <laughs> we are seeking to put some language to um, this deep felt experience. Yeah, you have to. You know you what I mean? You have to try. You have to use some word or 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 some con concept to describe what can't really be described when you're at least when you're looking to communicate it you don't have to use <laughs> a word when you're just doing it by yourself or even with someone who might understand that like right. you do right you're just doing it together or in it to get you know what i mm -hmm. mean it's it's mm -hmm. it's different but it, for me it's just a sense of i feel like the the beingness like everything flows out of that the like a sense of completion or a sense of peace or a sense of love mm -hmm. all of those things flow out of beingness so it's so like, it's a it's the source exactly yeah so you know it's almost like you don't need to worry about being loving or f feeling feeling peace or feeling love or feeling any of those things when you're really just in that beingness I mean all, all right. of that stuff just f flows from it you when know? You, yeah when you're rooted in it like you're saying when you're connected with it Mm -hmm. then you don't have to like do right so much because it naturally flows out of you yeah and i think one of the biggest things that we get i know i got caught up in is thinking that you think think thinking that you have to do something to be in that in that beingness or not mm -hmm. do something mm -hmm. but w which is important for, is important for us to to realize so like here's a, a perfect example there was a time where um like meditation and yoga and solitude was extremely important because where i was in my mm -hmm. journey or in my path is that i i i was under the belief that 
I needed those things to access and go deeper into my beingness. Well, mm -hmm. that was true and it wasn't true. You know what I mean? It, it, it wasn't true in the fact that it was there all along and I didn't need to do anything. But for where I was in my development, I did need those things. Mm -hmm. And then the over when I accessed those things mm -hmm. over a longer period of time, eventually mm -hmm. came the awareness of, oh, I naturally, I just didn't feel like I needed to do those as, as much. Mm -hmm. And when I thought, well, why, why don't I feel like I need to do those as much? What I understood was because I'm deeper in, into it. I don't need those like I did. Those were just ways of accessing it for me at that point in time where I was in my development. Yeah. Know? I want to talk about the kind of the arc of life again, um, just because, you know, we're saying you don't really need to do anything to access it, it you know, which I think we're really just saying it's the, it was, it was there for you all along. You, you just needed to sort of open yourself to it. Um, but all these experiences that we have, you know, trying to get security through our parents, through our social group, through a partner, you know, and then kind of some of these practices that we utilize, meditation, contemplation, solitude, yoga, you know, being in nature, even even writing and self-knowledge those types of things those are those are things that we do if we but if we make them an end in themselves then um, we've kind of missed the point mm -hmm. right because the whole point of all of those moves is to just get to kind of where we started anyway or where we came from you know connecting with God or existence itself um, and so the, the actions, the practices, even the ways of learning um, how certain things are not enough are important sure, and, yeah. and necessary. You know, yeah. it's, it's, that's the arc of life is that we, for a time, we try these certain things that we end up maybe discarding after a time. Um, not our relationships, but um, certain practices don't 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 feel as necessary. But you know, I would say like looking for connection in your mother, you know, is one of the first ways that you might see God, or you know, this ability to connect with another human being. Like there's there's something in that that teaches us about what it means to be. In the beingness that, that's you articulate things well that is, that's yeah but but it's just a it's just kind of a reflection or it's a it is a way that you can learn about this deeper sense of beingness you know yeah. but it's not beingness itself it's itself it's just a it's just a manifestation of this uh the deeper source the deeper presence but if it becomes you know if that if you know that parent relationship or that partner relationship becomes existence itself to you then you have a problem exactly right that there becomes a lack of balance then this is a, it's a limited worldview. Yeah, if it's if you know? it's your only if it's your only way, then yeah, and th and then if you lose it, you, you lose your partner relationship, for instance. Then <clears throat> where are you then? You know, can you still find a sense of peace and security, which is you know very difficult, but it's possible. So let's talk about what let's talk about the things that get in the way again. Because, you know, you, you say we're all looking for this sense of peace and security that comes from being connected with the beingness. What happens? You know, if the, I mean, <laughs> first of all, people maybe don't know that that's what they're looking for. But then 
what prevents them from sinking deeper into it? <laughs> Maybe everything. A well, of, a lot of things. <laughs> everything can be an obstacle, and everything can be a way of plugging into it. It's just like a relationship or yoga or meditation those are great ways to plug into it right mm -hmm. the beingness <clears throat> it's like that those are doorways in, into beingness but if it's if it's your only doorway and you're just constantly opening that door i mean eventually the door falls off right because you wear it out mm -hmm. and so what happens i mean mm. what happens is is that we i think on on a basic level is we don't understand that everything is just a doorway mm. and f first of all and second of all i don't think we understand what kind of doorways we're choosing and almost kind of like the quality of a doorway you know what i mean mm -hmm. and, you know so so let's take that idea i mean i think that's a that's a great way to put it it's just it's just a doorway it's a method for opening yourself to this being connected with this beingness right um but the doorway is not the goal in yeah, itself right. it's the just doorway a doorway into, into something else bingo um and so what you're saying is that like a partner relationship could end up being it's a it's it's a doorway into greater beingness but um it can actually end up getting in the way mm -hmm. if you see the doorway as an end in itself if you see the partner relationship as the thing that's going to make your life and make you give you belongingness and, and peace and security in itself, right? Then it can actually end up getting in the way of you connecting with this beingness. Right. And that's, that's a hard thing I think for people to come to because they first of all, don't want to give up this relationship, this partner relationship in a certain way. Um, and it seems like the only tangible thing that they have in front of them that even gets them close to what they're wanting, security. Yeah, right. it's, it's that that is a really difficult thing to to be aware of is that all of these things are just they're just doorways mm -hmm. and these doorways are good, but they're also this mm -hmm. the thing that will keep you trapped yeah. and in bondage. It, that's tricky. Right. So like religion is another doorway that people through which people can find God or they can find beingness, mm -hmm. existence. Right. And, and, and religion it, in so many cases ends up getting in the way because it, because their religion becomes an end in itself. It's just like these other practices that you're talking about, you know, meditation, which can be part of your spiritual practices. It's a doorway to the beingness, right? But mm -hmm. if but if it becomes an end in itself, whatever spiritual practices, no matter how religious they are, you know, can end up being being a, actually a hindrance instead of just a doorway. Mm -hmm. So it's like what keeps us from realizing that the doorway can be a trap is failing to see that that beingness is actually it exists inside mm -hmm. and not outside okay yeah so why is that so important because you're saying you should look within and instead of just feeling like it's something that you can go get or well, find people yeah, say that yeah right I find think, it you're going to find it somewhere I think you hit the nail on the head what's the first thing we do when we're born we look into our mother's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. We look 
into our mother's eyes. That's our first experience mm-hmm. is that this, the safety and the security and every, what we need is out there. Outside of us. Yeah. That's the first thing that we do. Mm-hmm. Right. So we just continue on with that, mm-hmm. with that programming. And that's why we see, that's why we fail to see these doorways as just uh-huh. doorways. And that's what keeps us engaged in this reaching out for, for the doorways is because yeah, the thing we're after is outside of us, which it's is what there. we've been doing mm-hmm. since we were infants. Right. So, you know, people think of God as out there something you have to go find or connect with. Um, they think of enlightenment as something to to get somehow. Exactly. Um, what, that, they, and, that they have to find. Yeah. What's the difference between enlightenment, enlightenment and beingness? Nothing. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. Mm-hmm. I so don't think. Yeah, so you're saying you have to, or it's maybe more helpful to think about it as something that you can connect with within you i i think so and it makes so much sense why why we suffer from this illusion because it's it's what we've been doing since we took our first breath mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. why wouldn't we all be suffering from that illusion that everything is mm-hmm. that we need is outside instead of inside mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's that's the first real and deepest and most ingrained experience in us from the big from the beginning of our existence in this world mm-hmm. and we just continue running that illusion okay so but you're saying you can find it within but that also doesn't mean that you are self-contained or um totally independent right no because whatever you're finding within yourself you're just discovering a deep connectedness that you have with everything and you're just right so so it's not like it's not like it's not like you don't need anybody else it's different than saying everything you have is (laughs) you know within or whatever like because like we're saying before, you can never cease to be part of your environment. You can never really cease to be connected. You're just connecting with like the same. I think this is what you're saying. You're connecting with this, this, this beingness or something within you. That's, that's also within everything else. Yeah. It's it's, maybe it's just the difference between, you know, needing someone for for your beingness and, and wanting to share your beingness with someone. Mm-hmm. Two two totally different experiences, I think. Well, yeah, between needing and wanting, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't need you for my beingness. Are, are you one of my favorite people to be around? Yeah, Thanks. I want want that. That's to me. That's the difference. Yeah. So, um, it's not about being self-contained although there is that you know certain amount of self-regulation that's helpful for being in relationships because if you're not depending on someone else for your security or peace or sense of belonging or beingness then you don't need them so much or demand upon them so much or expect so much from them you can just enjoy being around them or like choose to be Mm -hmm. around them because because maybe that shared sense of beingness or whatever yeah okay yeah so the things that get in the way are the can be the things that we think will help us connect with the beingness right they can actually become hindrances because they we see them as existence itself rather than just a doorway right yeah the door the the doorway in essence can be 
one or two things. It can be a, a doorway into just kind of recognizing the truth of things. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that doorway. There's there's one of two paths, either recognizing kind of the, the truth of things or just continuing on in the illusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The illusion that it's going to be the thing. Right. That makes... And that these doorways, yeah, or that these doorways are the thing. That's not, yoga is wonderful, and it's a wonderful way to experience, you know, your beingness. But when you leave, that doesn't mean that your beingness just goes away and that that your beingness stays in the yoga studio. That's Mm -hmm. nonsense. Right. So and there's another thing we do, I, I think, too, when we're not really conscious of what we're wanting or needing or looking for. Because um, if you're not actually doing some of these things that help you to connect with deeper existence, you still need self-regulation. And so I think sometimes people settle for like this sort of counterfeit way of getting a sense of peace. Or whatever you know I mean and you could just say like even all of the compulsive things that we do to mm. self-regulate are just these um, sort of artificial limited ways that we seek to have peace mm-hmm. you know we're seeking to self-regulate and feel good about ourselves through food or through compulsive drinking or using a substance or working to get value or whatever it is, whatever it is that we do right. to self-regulate, you know, and that can even be down to, um, you know, you're biting your, biting your nails or doing something that's um, dangerous to your own body to maintain a sense of, self-regulation so that you don't become insecure and anxious right so that i mean like when you say everything that we do is geared toward connecting with this sense of beingness um it's literally everything we do all day long is geared toward self-regulation right it's it's just to keep either our beingness alive or whatever you know but yeah it's every single thing we're mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah we i mean and sometimes we even become compulsive in our relationships you know we need to control other people mm-hmm. um so that they're giving us what we want all the time or making us feel better or you know we're, we're compulsively seeking them out to give us a sense of calm um, and then people basically just become objects that are there to help us to feel better um, and give us a sense of calm and peace, right? And that's not a real great relationship, but it's because we're not mindful of what we really need or what what we're really driven toward. We're driven toward this really deep sense of belongingness in the presence. And we just don't know it. So we're so we settle for just trying to like not even be happy, just like make it through the day mm-hmm. with um, all these compulsive ways that we seek to be at rest or at peace. Once again, another gr- great way to articulate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a weird thing to think about and a big thing to think about but probably the most important thing we can consider yeah it's like it's like uh, even like the like because self-regulation of emotion and just like your physiological processes like your biorhythms like your even like your sleep schedule like your biological clock um, your your hunger and thirst like those are all like these physiological things that regulate us and i just wonder like if all of those things are just trying to get back into like the rhythm of the universe 
that I make mean, sense to you? It makes clear, clear, and I would it, say yeah. I would say yes. So, so people use like drugs, right? Because, mm-hmm. and they have their drug of choice, whatever makes them feel calm or like great or whatever. Um, and it, and we think of it as just like, oh, well, that just makes my body feel better, right? It just alters the chemicals in my in my body but like maybe it's just more than maybe it's more than that maybe they're really looking for something that gets them back in touch with it's a doorway the beingness it's a doorway yeah and if the doorway becomes an end in itself again then you've just sold yourself short basically on what you can have I guess well, we really, really, we really came full circle today, didn't we? We did. But, I mean, <sighs> so how do we make this relatable? <laughs> Why do we have to make it relatable? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, it <laughs> I guess we don't have to, but. So what what tangible things could we suggest for people to I mean if they consider this and they're like well maybe there's something to this how do they take some practical steps in that direction that we're talking about well I think one of the things that kind of occurred to me while you were talking earlier um just about the doorways you know is is um the constant need to like reinvent ourselves or even just um you know pay attention to the things that we look to now and realize that maybe they are not the end in themselves but just a doorway and if there's this feeling of incompleteness in those things, then maybe there's something more than just that thing. So like for a practical example, if you're in a partner relationship that doesn't feel like it's the be all end all of your existence, um, maybe because there's some frustrations in it or there's, um, you know, you're not getting all of your needs met in that relationship or something like that, which is okay. Um, And it's not that you shouldn't have some expectations or, you know, high hopes for your relationship to be great, but maybe just realizing that that's not going to be the thing that does it for you a hundred percent. And, and being able to kind of realize that that's okay. It's okay for you to be connected with someone and then go ahead and seek a little bit deeper connection with, um, this beingness or God that we're talking about. Um, so it's kind of shedding in a way it's shedding like, um, the methods that you have used. If yoga is not doing it for you a hundred percent, it's just a method or it's just a doorway. Like that's okay. You can still do yoga, you know? Yeah. I, I like that. I also think, when we experience a sense of incompleteness, especially like in a couple relationship or in mm-hmm. the context of family or friends or something, we can really guilt and shame ourselves for that or mm-hmm. think that something is wrong. And I would say maybe nothing's wrong. Hmm. Yes, yeah, a good point. Maybe give and I'm only speaking from my own experience because I have judged that sense of incompleteness mm-hmm. as wrong and bad. Mm. And that's only caused more pain. I think once I finally just had gotten so exhausted from grasping from all of these doorways and some were helpful and some weren't and all, whatever. Mm-hmm. But 
when I finally was just willing to just quit fighting and surrender to that feeling of incompleteness only then was did I really start understanding what that was mm -hmm. and the place it led me was exactly what I was thirsty for mm. yeah I think um, I think that way about religion too because um, I think there's a lot of people who you know exist in certain religions or belief systems or whatever and they feel like you know it's maybe not the be all end all um, it may be a doorway for them to access God or enlightenment or whatever um, but it it's you know they a lot of people are having this experience and have had this experience of um, maybe there's something more even than this religion right that might be difficult for some people to hear but um, I think that's okay too <laughs> you know like if the religion um, is a doorway to God or to this deeper connection with existence then um, it might in some ways fail right and you and there you will be looking for another way to like still find God or you know sink into a deeper existence um, and, the, and again you don't have to give up the religion right I was listening to this podcast um, I think it was last week about um, this guy who's sort of putting forth secular he calls it secular Buddhism and I'll, I'll uh, list the reference um, on our Facebook page when I remember who it was but um, he, he was he was basically like like he's existed in this certain kind of Buddhism because there are different like strands of of Buddhism and and how like um, maybe just kind of limited that certain strand of Buddhism was or even the way that people practice Buddhism now um, and kind of the parallels between that and Christianity you know and how Christianity or any religion can become this sort of um, ritualistic um, legalistic um, limited thing and even it, it can become those religions can become an end in themselves right and so there's a need in um, maybe all of the world religions for there to be sort of this reinventing or or shedding of the things that don't work to sort of like you know discover a new way of connecting with god or just being spiritual and and maybe connecting with this deeper sense of existence itself right so um if you find yourself in that sort of experience where it feels like maybe it's not connecting you um in the same way that it was or or feels like it should be Maybe there's no need to feel guilty about that or yeah. condemn yourself for it. Maybe it's okay and you just, it was something that worked for a time and now you need to not discard it necessarily, but find something deeper. I think you're absolutely right. Pay it. Pay attention to that. That's important information that can lead us mm -hmm. deeper. Yeah, because it's kind of this personal, like your your spiritual journey, whether that's just through your relationships or you know, you know, part, being part of a religion or just having your own practices that you do is a personal thing, right? So if it's not, you you have to pay attention to what's going on for you internally, and if if it's not working, then maybe it's time to shed or change course or um, do something different that actually does help you discover a new doorway open a new door yeah i mean it's that's okay you don't have to pray harder meditate harder or do all these things harder <laughs> it's like do the same things that aren't working just do them more yeah it's that's it's some point it, it's important for us to 
to go down that path, do do more harder, because eventually we just get it at the to the point where we're far enough on, along that path where we find ourselves exhausted and we're just done with it, and then we realize the futility in that, and then we give ourselves permission to find something that does work exactly, and pay so pay attention to that emptiness or that wanting more or that feeling of mm. it's painful and it's it's painful because I think first of all I think just the the nature of that feeling is very powerful yes the feeling of wanting more or you know whatever mm-hmm but it becomes painful when we start judging it and shaming ourselves. And then mm-hmm. we find other doorways to avoid it. But it's like, mm-hmm. if we can just allow that to be there without shaming and mm-hmm. guilting ourselves and judging ourselves and give ourselves permission to maybe understand that it's arising. Mm-hmm. because it's supposed to mm-hmm. then it can lead us down some really good yeah people paths. get I mean one of the things that hinders them from getting connected with the beingness is feeling like well this thing this doorway should be the thing that works right even when it doesn't work right this relationship should be the thing that makes my life happy, that makes my life great, right? Or this religion should be the way that I find happiness, that it should be an end in itself. Um, and because they're not willing to, to give up those ideas, right, or those beliefs, then they can't get further to a different... Um, way of getting connected that actually works <laughs> you know and the the guilt and shame is saying to yourself i should be able to do it this way mm-hmm. i should be able to be happy because of in this relationship or in this religion um and yet the internal experience is gives gives you this dissonance Right? This doesn't actually work for me, but it should work for me. Why isn't it working for me? Or why isn't it working like I want to or on the level that I want it to? And it's right. like pay attention to that feeling. Exactly. Because that feeling is it just lead us leads us can lead us to to a depth that we need. Yeah. I just love that example that you gave about how we were born that like the first thing we do is we look towards our caregiver for what we need Mm -hmm. and that that's what creates this idea that what we need is outside of us. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so it's such a fundamental part of us. It's natural to That's, look for it without. That really is mm-hmm. adds a lot of perspective. I mean, it's the first thing we do when mm-hmm. we take a human breath is look outside of us for what we need. Mm-hmm. It's very true. And then, yeah, there's this journey that you get on <laughs> trying to find it all of these places, right, without. And uh, ultimately, you know, the the beingness is right there within, yeah. right? Connect, and connecting with that and realizing that that's where we're headed in these, you know, these, dis- you know, these realizations that, um, all of these things, these doorways are just doorways. They're not the existence itself. 
is a very that's a very important journey and it, it's one that we're all on there you go you got, there you, have else, it. you got anything else to say about that no my eyes are as big as golf balls right now i'm just in you're just in wonder Wonder. In amazement. In amazement. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, everybody. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>